Welcome to Easy Money. I'm Jill, the money coach. I know what it's like to push through, to white knuckle it, to put in the time and get no results. I know what it's like to wonder what's the right way and to constantly worry about doing it all wrong. I've learned a whole lot from doing things the hard way. That's why I help coaches go from doing everything the hard way to making money easy. You want to create your dream life and dream business that's all about being free to do what you want, spend what you want, and build the future you want and do it all with ease? In this podcast, I bring you simple strategies for success for your business that make money easy. So it's time for easy money. Are you ready? Well then, let's go. Hey there, and welcome back to Easy Money Podcast. I'm Jill Wright, and I'm super excited you're here. I'm always excited to come and talk to you on Easy Money Podcast. So I have a treat for you this week. This is, I have a conversation with Christy Fellini um, a couple of weeks ago and when we recorded an episode for her podcast. So I'm going to share that conversation on my podcast today. Uh, but in the meantime, um, after you listen to this episode, I encourage you to go listen to Christy's podcast because she had uh, some conversations with other coaches on there, kind of like I did earlier uh, in 2022. And I think you'll enjoy the guests that she has on her. So hers, her podcast. I met Christy when I went to UPW with Tony Robbins, Unleash the Power Within. I went to that event with my coach, Dave Moreno. Christy took advantage of an extra ticket that Dave had when somebody that had uh, previously planned to attend the event had to cancel. And all the rooms were already sold out at by the time she got her ticket to the event. And so she reached out to me. I had gotten a room with two beds because I had planned on sharing my room, but um, there was nobody that uh, needed a room. And so um, I thought I was going to be on my own. Turns out um, Christy needed a room, so it worked out just perfectly. And we had a friend in common, uh, Miriam Ansley, who you've heard on this podcast before, and so we already had a few things in common before we even met in person. And uh, so I loved hanging out with Christy and becoming fast BFFs. Uh, she was so delightful. Um, she was way more delightful than I was because I ended up getting sick on that trip. I was in West Palm Beach and I hardly ever get sick. And so I don't know what I picked up or where I picked it up. But um, I thought it was allergies at first because going from Tennessee to Florida, it's not uncommon for my sinuses to kind of act up with the, the um, climate change. But, um, and so I thought it was allergies and it turned out that I had some kind of yucky cold and the cough lasted forever. But um, yeah, I was being a bit of a baby. I was also kind of concerned because the... Um, event is very close quarters. The chairs are very close together and you're doing a lot of jumping up and down and a lot of high-fiving and just a lot of screaming and yelling and all kinds of stuff. And so I really was trying to 
kind of keep to myself, but still participate because I didn't want to miss out on the event and, and everything. But she was amazing. Christy was such a sweetheart. She even had some cold medicine with her um and she gave me some half of her supply of cold medicine <laughs> and she she was uh just very gracious and uh, so anyways when she reached out to ask me to be a guest on her podcast start in the middle I didn't hesitate a minute I said absolutely so I am so happy to share our conversation with you now like I said I encourage you to go check out Christy's podcast start in the middle she has had some other amazing guests there and it was with regard to a series she did on there is a coach for everyone and I, and I love that I love that uh, she did a series on this because it was a good way to introduce other topics that people coach on for her audience. Uh, it's just a, it's a really good series. So in this episode, Christy and I talked about what else besides our money stories keep coaches from getting the results they want in building their business. And so this is a perfect segue into something I share at the very end of this episode um, so make sure that you listen all the way to the end because I have like just a tiny announcement to make. And so stay tuned for that. But in this episode, we talk about the feeling that there has to be more. So have you ever experienced that feeling for yourself that there has to be more? Uh, I know that when I was in corporate and I talk about this in the episode, so I'm not going to share much here, but, um, I had this feeling there has to be more for a long time. And so that's what we talk about in this episode. We also talk about with, you know, what do women want? What is, what is it that, that most women want, especially in midlife, which is, which are the people that, that Christy serves. Um, and so, you know, we, we get into a conversation about connection and why is connection so important? And I've talked before about sort of the, what connection is, you know, just as a reminder, Miriam Webster describes connection with these words, causal or logical relations. So that could be a, a connection. And I know that I experience a lot of that, of connection between ideas and between, I see connections between people and between different relationships. And I was really good at this in corporate when I saw connections between two different data points. Um, I was very good at seeing relationships between two seemingly um, different ideas or concepts or data um, patterns. So connections between patterns. Um, but it's also relationship could be a connection, coherence or continuity can be a way, um, be a type of connection. Linked can be a meaning for connection or joined together. That's very similar to linked. And so, and then the opposite of connection is disconnections, which means separate. So what you can think about as you listen to this episode is what do you want to be connected or linked to? What do you want there to be a relationship between, um, a relationship between you and your business, a relationship between you and money? What do you want to be linked together, uh, with, um, 
you know, your ideal client, your impact, all of the things. We generally have a tendency to think about connection in terms of people, but I want to offer a couple of different ideas on around how you can see connection and how you think about connection as you listen to our discussion today. And then think about what do you want to be disconnected or separate from. So we talk a little bit about this too and and what that means. So where are you connected? How is that connection fueling you in your in that area of your life? And where are you disconnected? And how is that disconnected disconnection creating discord, dissatisfaction, frustration, or even um, disharmony in your relationship or in your life, in your business. And so that's what I want you to think about as you listen to this conversation uh, that Christy and I have. So Christy is a certified life and trauma-informed coach, a podcaster, a teacher, and a reinventor of midlife. She firmly believes that 50 and beyond can be the best years of your life. Christy is a mom, a wife, and the best life coach for women over 50 who want midlife and beyond to be the best part of their life. Christy shares, I wasn't always like this. Ever since my own reinvention years ago, I am full of energy, passion, and enthusiasm to serve and improve the lives of everyone I meet by showing them how reinvention and some simple tools can completely change your life. Christy helps people connect with who they authentically want to be for the rest of their life without apology or guilt. You can connect with Christy at at Christy underscore the midlife underscore coach or visit her website at christyballardfellaini.com and I'll share that in the show notes. But I hope you enjoy this conversation with Christy Fellaini. Personally, for me, I just think connection is so huge. And I was super excited um, a couple of weeks ago when you got to be um, our guest host in the Six Figure Academy and you were talking about connection. You were talking about, um, your new venture in connection. So share some of that with us, if you will. Yeah. Um, this has been this journey this year has been so fun and so, (laughs) um, disruptive really is, is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. And, but it really led me along this path where I discovered that, the reasons that people aren't doing the things in their business or aren't getting the results in their business is not so much, um, not always just about money, which is, you know, I was the money coach. And so that's what I um, have been coaching on for the last several years. Mm -hmm. And um, because there was a lot of money stuff that I had already worked through myself and and it's not just about money, but it's also about scarcity versus mm-hmm. abundance. But I had already worked on a lot of my scarcity thoughts and gotten through a lot of 
those challenges for myself. And I was still experiencing a lot of the things that my clients were experiencing, where they had a lot of resistance to doing certain things in their business, or Mm -hmm. they just felt this heaviness, or they weren't moving forward at the rate that they wanted to, or maybe they weren't being as consistent or as disciplined or as focused as they wanted to be. So they weren't getting the results. And even clients that I've had that are getting the results um have this um the some of the same symptoms that people that aren't getting the results and you know they judge themselves and they beat themselves up and even when they don't beat themselves up they have a lot of judgment around the circumstances that they're experiencing in their life so i started thinking you know what what is it other than money that is really the problem because I don't have the same hangups with money, right? I didn't have hangups around pricing. I didn't have hangups around my niche. I didn't have hangups around a lot of the things that keep coaches stuck from building their business. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, what is it for me? And it really just came down to connection. There was there was um, ways that I would disconnect from um, what I really wanted. There was ways that I would disconnect from, um, my ideal clients, uh, in ways that I would connect from the, whatever it was that I happened to be selling at the time, whether it was one-on-one or group, or, um, I know I've talked about this a lot on my, um, social and on my podcast when I was selling, my first retreat back in 2021, um, there was, there were a lot of disconnects. And so Mm -hmm. that's when I started to explore this connection piece. And what I learned was just so powerful for me. I saw that everything led me back to connection. And of course, money is, is a subset of that connection, but it really is much, much bigger than just the connection to money. And so I started talking about this with Dave and he um, got so excited about it. I started to get so excited about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, it's settled. I am moving in the direction of connection. That's awesome. So when you talk about, um, you know, because the the um, people that I work with, the women that I serve, are midlife women, you know, who have that feeling of there has to be more, you know, and this journey started for me, um, several years ago, you know, right around my divorce, right around, you know, um, my two children getting ready to go off to college. And I just didn't know what it was. Is that like the same type of feeling that you were feeling around your business, where your business was at? And then, like you said, not getting the results that you wanted. Yeah, I think I have felt this. I actually realized that I felt this several times in my life and, and, I mean, I even had that same exact thought. There has to be more. I definitely had that when I worked in corporate. I was just, um, there, there was this feeling and one of the emotions that I have recently just in the last month, month and a half, um, recognized as part of this 
sort of undercurrent that you're talking about that you can't mm-hmm. quite put your finger on is sort of a disharmony, a discord mm-hmm. between something inside yourself, like what your soul, I, I, this is what I think it is, something that your soul truly wants and something that the world is not giving you. Yeah. And, and so that is, and so we're disconnected from that because of that misalignment. Yes. And so I think in order to really um, settle that disharmony, settle that discord, settle that dissonance or that conflict that we feel inside of us, that is sort of this low energy hum kind of in the background is usually Mm -hmm. how I would describe it is to really and truly connect to who you really are Mm -hmm. because only then once you know who you really are which is a lot of the work that I've done in the past year is getting to know who am I really Mm -hmm. um, only then can you really connect to what you really want Yes. And only once you understand what you really want, then can you connect the dots to build and create and seek and pursue those things. I am so excited about this definition that you gave, because especially, you know, for um, midlife women, we feel that disharmony. We feel that hum but a lot of times we don't know where it's coming from. And we think that we it's got something to do with empty nest. We think it's got something to do with, we don't like our job or um, now we're having to recreate our relationship with our spouse. But I'm, I really love the definition that you utilize because when we are thinking that it's all of those other things, we're not bringing it back to us. Yeah, we're disconnected. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's the biggest thing that I want our clients to understand is that, yes, all these other things are going on in our lives and they are, you know, um, the, the way that we're thinking about them are, is creating certain feelings for us. But it all comes back to our own connection and like connection to ourselves. And like you said, creating what is it that I want? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, and that's really what I found for myself is that I was doing things in my business and I thought that I was doing my business my way. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of ways I was but I wasn't truly connected with what I wanted. And and I even, I mean, I voiced this um, several times to my coaches, to myself, but I never, I never did anything, (laughs) anything about it Yeah, because I wasn't, I wasn't really connected to it. So what I'm talking about is when I first uh, got certified as a coach, I thought I'm going to do my business part-time because what happened for me, my story was, um, you know, I was in corporate for 20 plus years and I just got to the point where, I mean, 
all along I had, you know, for, for a lot of my corporate career, I felt like I didn't belong. Um, and I just felt like there, there's just like a higher purpose that I'm supposed to fulfill. And I didn't know what it was. So I never Mm -hmm. did anything about it. And I never really paid any attention to those urges or those callings or those longings for other thing. I mean, there were, there were points in my career that I wanted, that I thought I should start my own business, or I want to do this other thing, or I want to do that thing or whatever, but I would never do anything about it because I, Mm -hmm. you know, I always did the safe, responsible thing, you know, keep, you know, you know, stay in in a good job and work hard and all of those things. And so, but I got to this point in my last corporate job where I just was so unsettled, unhappy, and it wasn't a daily thing. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not like I walked around with a sour puss on my face. I still showed up to my job and I, and all of that, but there, the, the discord within me just kept growing. Mm-hmm. And so, and my husband also wasn't happy at his job. He kind of felt the same thing, like there has to be more. So th- we both had this thought that there has to be more than just eating, sleeping and working, right. <laughs> which is pretty much w- the the majority of our life. And it's like, there has to be more than this. Um, but so we got to this point where I was like, I have to do something. So I applied for a couple of other jobs and, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord was with me in, in that journey because I didn't get them um, because he had something more for me. And uh, he always does. (laughs) He always has way more in store for us than we can imagine for ourselves. And so, um, so my husband and I had this discussion where we're like, we've got to do something. I mean, mm-hmm. and so he started looking at our numbers and our finances and he finally, after months, because he doesn't do anything, he doesn't make decisions like that quickly, mm-hmm. it, months and months later, he said, you know what? I've been looking, I've been checking, I've been following, you know, what we've got going on in our portfolio. And I think that we can both quit our jobs and have enough money to last us until Medicare age. And I was like, woohoo! I mean, I was excited at that point. So Uh yeah, I um, turned on my notice at the beginning of the next year. And um, he took a little bit longer to took turn in his notice, but I gave my my job almost six months notice because I wanted to give them plenty of time to find my replacement um, Mm -hmm. and get things tidied up and stuff. I don't I'm I one of my top strengths is responsibility. So, (laughs) you know, I I don't ever want to leave somebody in the lurch, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, and that's um, that's where that where I had that thought there has to be more, but I've really had it many, many times, but that's probably the biggest place that I saw it show up was um, those final years in corporate. And, and Mm. like you said, I didn't quite know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. And I, I didn't point to our kids, our kids, because we don't have any, I didn't point to our marriage because our marriage was pretty good. Uh Um, but I did point to my job, like my job is the problem. And then I went to coach training and I, 
and I found out, oh, the job is not a problem. The job is just a circumstance. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> right. Isn't that funny? So yeah. man, I just love your story because I think that a lot of us don't pay attention to that underlining, you know, that underlining feeling that, like you said, the disharmony, I think a lot of us don't pay attention to it and we don't even um, invite it in and entertain any of the ideas because of fear, you know, because mm -hmm. of fear, because, and in yeah. fact, when I left my um, position in education, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of, I got a lot of questions, you know, from other, my colleagues, you know, who are like, okay, what is it that you're doing? And how is it you're able to do that? You know, I mean, and, and for me, there was a lot of fear around it too, because the way that I was brought up in my family, you know, you went to, you go to college, you, you know, stay in this career. And I think a lot of us are just brought up with that conditioning, you know, you go to college, mm -hmm. you get your job, you stay in that job for X amount of years until it's time to retire. That we don't even ask ourselves, what is it that we really want? What is it that really lights a fire in us? And for those of us that, you know, do ask that question, a lot of us don't follow through with it. Would yeah. you agree with that? Yeah. You know, and yeah, you know why that is? Well, I fear because first, but the answer, <laughs> the answer is that we don't really know the answer. Gotcha. We don't really know the answer. And, you know, and, and yes, that makes sense that, yeah, we don't know the answer. We don't know what it is that we need to do. Um, but I'm just so grateful that the work, you know, for the work that you and I do. You know, in that when yeah. we have a client come to us, you know, and they, um, I've, I've always called it chasing happiness, you know, because yeah. I just, I always felt like I was just chasing something, chasing the next thing that was going to make me happy. And so mm -hmm. what I like about, you know, the fact that, yeah, we just don't know what the answer is, is that you and I are giving our clients the space to help them come up with ideas and help them right. to, yeah. you know, decide the different things that they could possibly want to do, why they would want to do them and allow them for the idea that, well, you can certainly try it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you don't know the answer to what do I really want? And a lot of people don't. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if, if that's you, you're not alone. <laughs> exactly. I found that even with a lot of my, my, my clients who are our coaches, they still don't always know the real answer. They might know some things that they're interested in or mm -hmm. some things that they want, but maybe they don't know the thing that would drive them to 
um, make the investments that they need to make in order to really get it right. So mm-hmm. we have to choose something that is that we have a big enough passion for or big enough reason to get that we go through all of the discomfort that it might take to get there. Um, but I think another question that you can ask if if that you know answer is I don't know to what what do I really want, mm-hmm. then maybe um another question you could ask is what would you want to try? Yeah. Um and so that may open up some things. And so that starts to open up, like, what are you interested in? What do you think you would enjoy? And and things like that. And that starts to open up our mind to that, that bigger question of what do I really want? The other question that I like to ask is, what don't you want? Yes, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because once we start talking about what we don't want, right, what we typically don't want is what we already have, right? <laughs> because if we had what we wanted, we wouldn't have that discord or that disharmony, that yeah. low hum, that heavy feeling within us that there's got to be more. So we can usually pretty easily come up with what we don't want. Well, I don't want to be working 60 hours a week, you know, for those people that, you know, have worked in corporate, you know, um, maybe it's, I don't want to work on somebody else's schedule. Maybe it's, you know, and that leads to, oh, I want freedom. I want flexibility. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to um, do things the way that I think they should be done. Well, maybe you should start your own business then, you know? Yeah. So then, then those things start to open up what they, what they really do want or what they might enjoy or what might light them up. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that, um, that I found, you know, just for myself in, is that I'm allowing myself the opportunity to continue to grow, you know, because, um, something that we figured out, you know, going through the Tony Robbins event, um, was this idea of certainty, you know, about how, you know, and I know that it was, you know, on my higher list of needs, you know, is that I like to be certain about things, but, And a lot of women have that within them, that they want to have that certainty. And that's part of their safety net, part of their safety system. But the other thing too, that I've discovered for myself is that life is so unpredictable and life, there are so many things about having an amazing life that the uncertainty is there. And so for myself, I just want to allow women the possibility of, you know, certainty doesn't always mean safety, right? Mm -hmm. You can find safety in allowing yourself a variety. You can find safety in trying new things, right? You can find um, certainty in allowing for trying new things. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it was at the Tony Robbins event that 
it said it's actually good that life is uncertain because it means that more is possible. And so if you're mm -hmm. wondering, there must be more, uncertainty gives you the possibility of more. So uncertainty is actually good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because the other thing too, you know, like you said, the, it opens up the possibility for more because what I found is that when we are, um, we're, when we're doing things out of certainty and because we know that, that, um, we can predict what the outcome is going to be that we tend to, stay in the box. Like we tend to just stay, stay stuck in that box. And so I would question to my clients, you know, or I would question to anyone who is choosing to stay into that box. What kind of life are you actually having if you're staying in that box? Yeah. What kind of life do you have in that box? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If everything is predictable, just, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just build the box that you want? Why don't you just build a bit of bigger and better box? Yes. <laughs> and I love that because so many midlife women do not know that that's available. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I would agree with that. I didn't know it was available until I kind of, I, I, I would say that I kind of stumbled into it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't build a bigger box on purpose. I just, um, I mean, well, for one, I followed God's call mm -hmm. on my life at that time because I didn't have certainty when I, when I left corporate, I mean, I did have a, a certain sense of security because of my husband saying, oh yeah, we're covered financially, I think we can do this. Um, so I did have that security. I'm not downplaying that. But as far as certainty, you know, okay. I mean, basically what happened for me was that I felt this sense that God was calling me to take a step. And so mm -hmm. I just, I only had um, the only one step at a time was revealed. So when I was taking that step, it was almost like there was this, this path of stepping stones, but the only stepping stone you could see was the one that he was asking me to step on. Mm -hmm. And so I would take that step and like beyond that was almost like this abyss, this, this just, it was like you were walking at night and you didn't have a flashlight. Yeah. And there everywhere and all you could do is see the next step could be a lake or or anything that could you could be stepping into who knows you could be stepping off a cliff yeah um, but <laughs> it was I, it was like he was asking me just take this step and I would step and then after I stepped not any not a minute before after I stepped then he would start to reveal the next step and mm -hmm. so there wasn't there was no certainty in that. And I feel like he's still doing that to, to a large extent, especially with this movement from being the money coach to being the connection coach. Mm -hmm. I feel like that again, I feel like, Oh no, now we're doing this again. <laughs> so, yeah. but I'm connected to the trust and the knowledge that what he has for me is better than what I have here. 
That is so great. Yes. You know, the, and, and it does take a, a large amount of trust a large yeah. amount of trust and a large amount of faith in that no matter what he has my back, he knows what my next step is going to be. And above all, he is for me in all things. You just have to be open enough to follow through with the steps. Some amazing things have happened for me um, over the last couple of weeks as I've really just been listening to myself and just listening, you know, trying to tap more into my intuition, you know, and along with this idea of being connected and first and foremost, being connected to myself is that I have all of the answers that I need for the things that I desire, for the things that I want and I, and, and the things that I really just kind of want to tap into that I really just need to allow that inner part of me to have a voice. And for me, Mm -hmm. you know, to be a watcher, to be a listener and decide from there what feels good and what the next best step is. So I think that that just really kind of goes along with, you know, the, yes, I do want certainty in my life, but I also want to live my life to the fullest. And so if I'm able to just kind of connect back to myself and what feels good for me as being the next best step, then how can I go wrong? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because I find, I have found the same thing with my clients and with myself as well, Mm -hmm. uh, that we always have the answers. It's just a matter of um, gaining access. Um, Mm -hmm. and I I feel like that's what, that's one of the things that I do is I give my, um, my clients a key to their own wisdom, their own Mm -hmm. knowledge, their own experience that can help move them forward. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't, I don't think that we were ever told that, you know, I just, I just, I don't think that, you know, that we were ever told, you know, Hey, you can do something else also, you know, and you can create a bigger and better and bolder life for yourself, you know, that you don't have to, when that nagging, you know, disconnection shows up that you don't have to just shove it down and then continue to do same old, same old, just because that's what you were always told you were supposed to do. Yeah. Because I think that, that that's been like a huge disruption, um, for, you know, the people who have, who are personally in my life, you know, not just the people that I'm reaching out through, you know, my social media, you know, through, um, my connections, I think that that's where people are, you know, the people, the personal people to me are 
kind of disrupted in that, you know, they're like, wait, you're doing what? You're going against the norm. You're going against what society says you should be doing. And you're following your heart <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with a big yeah. question mark, you know? Yeah. Can you do that? <laughs> uh, yes. Is that allowed? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I, yes, you're absolutely right. And yeah. yes, we can, we can. And, and Absolutely. I just think that there's so many women who don't know that that's available. Yeah. Yeah. Cause believe it's available. Well, and I think the other thing that comes into play is that we're so conditioned to do things right or do mm -hmm. things the right way or do things the responsible way um, that we it's hard for women, I think, especially to be open to different ways of doing things Yeah. because one, they don't want to um, look like a fool for doing it wrong, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that fear of failure, fear of judgment, um, fear of being cast out, all, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I think that stops us from trying things as well, right? It's, it's, it's not only certainty, it's also security and belonging. I mean, yes. if you think about, so, I mean, I, there, here's another question that, that people can ask themselves because this always gives me and my clients a lot of clarity when those types of things come up, when you have that fear or you have that underlying resistance or avoidance for any particular thing, whether it's trying new things or whether it's, you know, not going according to the norm, whatever it happens to be, um, we can create a level of security that we may call a margin of safety or room for error. And the wisdom in having room for error is acknowledging that uncertainty, randomness, and chance or unknowns, quote unquote, are an ever present part of life, which is what you were talking about earlier. The only way to deal with them is by increasing the gap between what you think will happen and what can happen while still leaving you capable of fighting another day. And that is from Morgan Housel, The mm -hmm. Psychology of Money, which is a really good book you you should check out. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so we can still maintain that security, but, and still take a chance on things. Yeah. So it kind um, of poses the question of what's the worst that can happen. What is at stake? Yeah. Yeah. What is at stake? I like that, you know, because it could be any number of things, you know, and like you said, the whole social part of it is in, in that, you know, um, how am I going to look? What are people going to think? Um, what if I fail? What if this doesn't work? Right. A lot of, um, a lot of us get hung up in the, what if of those questions? Yeah. But if you turn them around mm -hmm. to a positive, how am I going to look? Well, I'm going to look brilliant. <laughs> yes. If I don't, if I don't fail, right. Yes. So, I mean, the chances of failing and not failing, I mean, we don't even know the 
the actual odds of that. Mm-hmm. And so the best you can do is increase your odds to the extent that you, you have control over, right? So if it's yeah. financial, um, you know, creating financial security to fall back on, right? It's a, it's sort of this, this what are you going to fall back on if it does fail? And when you create that for yourself, then failure isn't really when you look at it there's there's really not as much as much at stake because when you take care of that then you're not going to end up homeless or whatever so what if I fail the opposite of that is what if I succeed yes no yeah absolutely yeah yeah so bringing this kind of all back around you know because we've had an amazing conversation on you know, putting yourself out there, thinking about what it is that you want, listening to that little bit of a nagging question of there's got to be more or what more is this? Just to kind of bring this all back to that connection piece. I just firmly believe that if we just really connect with ourselves and just connect with the fact that we have all of the answers inside of us and it is totally okay to entertain any of those ideas and any of those, you know, ambitions, any of those dreams. And then, you know, just ask yourself the couple of questions that we pose today. What's the worst that could happen? What's the best that could happen, right? Just firmly believe that it all just brings it back to connecting to yourself. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our conversation. I hope you took something valuable away from it. I would love to hear what you took away. Just DM me on Instagram at Jill Wright Coaching or send me a quick email, jill at jillwrightcoaching.com. Now, I did want to share a little message of, that I took away from myself. And this is, this is sort of what came to me after I re-listened to this podcast episode. And so I wrote it down and I thought I would share it. Follow your heart. You can trust the things you know. And whatever you don't know, we can figure out together. And so this is kind of my message, I feel like, from the Holy Spirit. He says, I am for you. We have... Um, And so this is what I will say to you. We have God backing us. If we go in the ditch, he will get us out. And that's one thing that I learned during my out of business experience where I discovered this missing link of connection that we talked about on this podcast. And what I learned is I'm not alone in this. I am connected. And it's only when I disconnect that my plans and and the plans that God has for me go awry. And so hopefully this message speaks to you as well. Now, I will be right back here for another insightful episode of the podcast next week. But I wanted to let you know that it won't be the Easy Money Podcast. I'll be recording the first episode of season three next week, and that comes with a name change. So next time... Next week, next time you hear this podcast, future episodes will be Connect the Dots. So I will see you right here next week on Connect the Dots. Now, if you enjoyed this conversation and you want to know 
about more conversations like this, I would encourage you to join my Connect the Dots community in Mighty Networks. You'll find the link in the show notes. This is a place where we can stay connected and you'll get inside looks at what's going on in my world. So I will see you inside my Mighty Networks community, Connect the Dots. Have a great week. 